welcome to the final episode of the Cat and the Rat podcast. Cat and the Rat. 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 This is an alert from the emergency podcast system. Please stand by. Let's go, move. Give me the Pentagon on the line now. Olympus is falling. Olympus is falling. Welcome in, everyone, to the Losers Corner. Uh, I am your host with the most terrible draft and almost the most terrible performance this season, Regule. I'm joined, as always, with my stunning uh, championship co-host, Shane Yardley. How you doing, Shane? I am doing fantastic. It's been a great week. I've just been basking in the glory of my my victory. That's good. Now... What do you think? Do you think that all of this uh, showboatery was was his jinx, like all through the season? And it was it was so extreme throughout that, like, by the time it came to the end, it needed to be the most the most like destroying defeat at the end, losing by those points right at the end of that game. Like, do you think he did it to himself, or what? What are your thoughts? Uh, my 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 thoughts are that. Uh... Yeah, I man, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess the juice ran out. Um, I, I again, as, as I said on the 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 second worst. I don't know. Was it the second worst or the third worst podcast? Well, well, we can talk about that later on in this podcast. But um, but that uh, you gotta you gotta applaud him for for the fun that he gave. Um, but maybe maybe he just uh, you know kind of blew his load a little bit too early in the season. You know the 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 cake just didn't uh, didn't have the juice that uh, that the shirts had or the pizza had, so it was just a poor choice. Uh, it could be all these things. All these things add up. Um, I mean, that game it was hilarious. I was sitting there watching it, and I see you send that message that you just need that forty-one yard run. I'm like, that would be wild if it happened. And then I see Najee Harris take the ball, and there's no one in front of him. Like, oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> and was like just like that and it took like a second for anyone to respond i'm like am i the only person watching this game right now <laughs> the reason why it took me so long is again i'm i'm watching it on my phone trying to be a responsible adult going to bed early and such but like kept going back to the game kept watching it kept going back to the phone and so i happened to be downstairs because like it got exciting and i was at least like there was a chance you know um, and so it took me a second because I had to go back to the screen with the game on it to watch what was happening. And it was like, Oh, I can't, how did this happen? How did this happen? It's wild. And 
Um, congratulations. Uh, definitely deserved. Um, maybe Ross deserved it a little bit more. Um, but I, I also, so in other leagues and I hate talking about it and especially hearing other people talk about it. Actually, I don't mind talking about it. I hate listening to other people talk about it, but this is our podcast so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, so in my dynasty league that I'm in with Ross, I had Cooper cup. Um, I looked at it before we started recording I was just a little bit under 200 points ahead of the next closest team on the season and 300 points ahead of the team that actually won the season. Uh, And it was all because last week I didn't have that great of a performance that I came in third place in that league. And it was very frustrating. It's, I mean, like that's, I will say though, that's like, that's the thing you love and hate about fantasy football, right? Oh, absolutely. Once you get into the playoffs, it it doesn't matter how great you've been. It doesn't matter um, what you've done. It's it's all entirely up to the fates at that point. All right. So uh, now that I've got you here, the burning question on everyone's mind is, what the fuck is going on with Antonio Brown? <laughs> I, I mean, like that was that was wild. I mean, it just was. I mean. I guess the thing is, is like, so it was surprising and not at all surprising all at the same time. Yep. Um, the thing that went through my head, though, as I'm watching it is um, I knew someone who happened to be at that game. Now, I realized they probably didn't have that good of seats. Um, it was somebody who, who lived near my parents when I was growing up. And all I kept thinking was, are they close enough to have caught one of those gloves? <laughs> Because I want one of those gloves. How cool would that be, right? Oh, those like, would be great. Yeah, frame that up, put it up on the wall. Like, that's that's a great piece of sports memorabilia. Yep. I don't know if anything like that will ever happen again. Unless Antonio Brown signs with a different team, and then it so, happens all over again the next season. Interesting, yeah. So this is, like, this is more like football talk than fantasy football talk. But, like, can, can any other team sign him? Like, really? Like, is I mean, there a DM who could do it? Like, I mean, I, don't know. I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, look at all of the other things that have been brushed aside because, yeah, all these things are real red flags and he's a terrible person, but he's a very good football player. And he, yeah. like, he hasn't not been a good football player. Uh, so uh, it's. It's weird. Uh, I just needed to bring that up in this most uh, sports talk, throw you on the spot sort of thing. Um, So uh, as a heads up to everyone listening to this, we had no preparation into what we were going to talk about. Uh, So we talked about the championship game a little bit. Uh, What do you want to talk about? So I I think I think we go back and just kind of like look at the, the season as a whole first. Oh, okay. Um, Let's start with my stupid fucking running backs all dying. Fucking, oh my god, that was so annoying. Oh, Gus Edwards goes down. Well, I guess I can trade away the quarterback that I was really hoping to carry through the rest of the season so that I can get Raheem Mostert. Oh, never mind. He tears his ACL the next week. Um, Yeah, it, it was a very frustrating start to the season for me. And, and I mentioned it in a comment on Discord, but since now I have my soapbox in front of me again, um, this whole season, like I finished the draft and I looked at my team and I'm like, this does not look like a team that I drafted. Like the na- like it all made sense. Like the players were like there, but like I never had the feel with this team and I was like this is going to be hard going from the start. Um 
at least like it just didn't feel right to me uh and granted being able like after all these things have gone through it's very easy for me to go and say that in hindsight but that's how i felt like right from the get-go well and i feel like too like this season more than any other um and i've said it a few different times but there there just wasn't and again i i would say to props to him except for ross's team there, there really wasn't those consistent producers week in and week out um, for people's teams, like guys that you could really hang your hat on. Like usually, even even in bad seasons, um, your your first round running backs are typically guys who are putting up points. Now, maybe some more than others. You have injuries, all that, fine. But like this year was people were on the field and not performing. And it was like kind of the entire fantasy world is just going like – I don't know. This guy's probably pretty good, but like uh, he did well last week, but this week he's going to be terrible. And like, it just, it felt like that all season where it was like, you, you had no idea who was going to hit on who was going to be successful. I mean, like to be perfectly honest with you, the the reason why I won the championship, I mean, Najee Harris was great and everything, but like it was a weird Rashad Penny pickup that I did just because I needed a filler running back the first yep. week of the playoffs or the last week of the regular season. I don't remember which, and just was kind of like, I felt good about it, but had no real basis for it. No one was like Rashad Penny's going to blow up at the end of the year. And then like, and then he did. Now everyone's starting to talk about Chris Carson being expendable in Seattle, which is weird to me. Cause it's like, no, no, no. Remember Rashad Penny does this every now and again. Like he's not that good. Please. Chris, Chris Carson should be coming back. Like, yeah, it was yeah. it was just it was a weird year. It was a weird year. It was especially not, maybe not like la- last week wasn't that bad, but like uh, was it week fifteen was just abysmal for everybody. Um, I think that was like one of the best weeks I had on the season, and it was because my crap players somehow performed, and everyone else's or they performed sort of how they did, and everybody else's good players decided not to perform. Um, but I actually looking at the uh, at the stat line right now for your championship game, I noticed that Ross had Antonio Brown in. Um, yes. And so uh, I did not intentionally bring that up right out of the gate, but uh, you know it's funny how things happen. <laughs> yeah, that was a sore point. And actually, I mean, like even at that point in the game when it happened, Ross and I were kind of joking about it, but it didn't look like it was going to be the reason. And like I was sitting there staring at Hunter Renfro on my bench. Like, and I had decided not to put him in and, oh, and Rojo had not done anything in the, uh, yeah. in the Bucks game, which he was, you know, he was poised to against who were they? They were against the Jets. And yeah. for some reason, the Jets decided they were a football team this week. Like it just, it was weird. That it was, was a, a, it's a weird year. That was a crazy game. Um, I was really excited. And then I was really excited to watch the Buccaneers lose. Um, cause I still hate Tom Brady. I was excited for my cousins to watch the Colts win against the Raiders. Um, and I was excited to see the Dolphins do some sort of performance. And within 10 minutes, all of those things went wrong. All of those things went horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, and people were texting me. I'm like, I need I need some time because right now this, this was catastrophic. Um, and then I was far too drunk to respond to any of those text messages later on. <laughs> but uh, that's how, how the turntables. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was weird. So okay, so I I've got a question for you because they talked about it on the pod uh, last night's pod. Mm-hmm. Um, the again second or third best. We'll we'll talk about which one it is um, uh, towards the end of the pod. But um, 
your thoughts on Brian benching his entire team um, to go up one draft spot, given that he gave up $25 to do so. So I, I guess I can understand it. Um, Cause there was a time, I think this season where enough of my players were injured or on COVID or something like that, that I was really struggling. And I was like, do I drop players that are good that are only going to be out for this week or, or a player that's good. That's only going to be out for this week and hamper my team just so that I can sport a full roster. Um, fortunately it didn't come down to it. Uh, and I was able to, I think my entire bench was loaded up with IR and out players. Um, and I had just enough to be able to play, but, um, I mean, I also, I think that's a sort of different scenario, but if it's hard, if we want to start splitting hairs at that point as to like, all right, well, what is, what is that scenario? Cause I'm assuming Brian had at least one or two players that were out or IR'd that, I mean, it's a different, it's a completely different scenario, but at the same time, where do we, where do you draw the line and how do you draw the line and make it make sense? And put it into a document so that it makes sense so that we understand it. And then, and someone doesn't use it as a loophole later on. Um, someone that someone being Brian Adams. See, my biggest thing though, is that once you get into the playoffs and the championship in general, the only person you're hurting is yourself. That's true. Because I mean, like you're, you're not jockeying for position anymore. The, 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 the rankings are set. The, the brackets are set. I mean, like there's no, there's, there's nothing like it. Brian doing that didn't hurt you. Nothing changed about your position. Nothing changed about your ability to win or lose the league or be able to get a pick or not get a pick. Like it was purely between Mad Dogs and Brian. Like that, that was it. The, no one else was affected by that move. And so like in that way, if Mad Dogs was upset about it, could have benched their whole team too. I mean, I guess championship week that makes sense but like if it was the week prior then it would have been completely different it would have changed the entire playoff landscape right then you would have started asking like why are you doing that and like why like what has he paid you i agree with you on that like (laughs) the questionable things there and i think then then is when collusion starts like coming in but like in this way he gave josh 25 dollars in exchange for having one pick better which i'm sorry I don't think that's worth $25. I just don't. Like, it, especially it, it, especially now like, that we're... Go ahead. I was cutting you off. I, I was going to say, no, if someone wants to get like the one pick above me, if I happen to be above them in some point in the future, wants to pay me $25 for it, like, all right, cool. I'll do that. Like, play the league for free for a year. That's cool. Yeah. For one pick lower. I mean, it also... It, it'll be interesting to see also how people do the picking their draft order and see yeah. how, if that makes some sort of impact on if like this outcome has some sort of impact on that, where Brian just gets this like shaft pick and winds up with a terrible team and winds up being uh, on the podcast floor uh, in the next season, which uh, listening I, I, to your guys projections, I loved hearing. I would love to hear a Brian Adams podcast. I do like what Ken said. I mean, like, I don't agree with him. If I have the number one pick of picks, 
I will, I would overthink it and like be like doing all the the red yarn and everything like that, figuring out where people are going to fall and what I could potentially do. But that being said, I respect what Ken said about, I don't want to pick a different pick and then have it be my fault that I lost because of doing that. Like, I respect that he wants to take that piece out of it uh, to have one less thing to blame on himself. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but it could allow you to move up if someone ahead of you is like, oh, well, I'll take the fourth pick. Uh, and then right. you're like, all right, sweet, I'll I'll step into the third pick. Um, granted, I mean, usually I get my eyes so set on one player, and then as soon as the draft starts and it goes away, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, there goes everything out the window. I had my whole team built around this one player, uh, which probably just means I need to mock more. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I guess... What I kind of like to do right now, um, given that like the games were analyzed last night, and I'm not saying they were analyzed necessarily well, uh, but at least one of the three analyses that were were done was a good a good analysis. I'd agree Uh, with you. Yeah, I I think that we uh, I I think that we look at the draft results and figure out um, kind of some top some top picks from this year um, and uh, and just kind of say like where people either lost their season or won their season. I think um, I think it'd be kind of fun and it's going to be really difficult to do in real time. Cause like Ray said, we did not plan for this and this is literally off the top of my head right now. Um, but I, I've got ideas. I've got uh, ideas. I so. mean, I think it's clear. Like the clear winner is Cooper cup in the fourth round for Ross. Yeah. Like, the amount of points that Cooper Cup put up this season was phenomenal. Um, you're also looking – this is just where I happen to scroll down to on the draft analyzer uh, screen, but you're right there right next to him uh, with Jalen Waddell in the 11th. Uh, granted, he didn't come through for you in the championship, but he didn't need to. Um, I don't even know if you played him. Um, but I did. Okay, yeah, but, like, he was a solid asset uh, since we have points in our receptions um, throughout the season. Well, and, I mean, again, and I said it last night, but Jamar Chase in the seventh round um, was was pretty huge. And now he was not perfectly consistent all year, um, but he was he was pretty fantastic. And when you look at uh, Brian, who Brian picked right above him and then who Chuck picked right above him, um, you had Rojo for Chuck um, before Jamar Chase and Trey Sermon who never did anything all year. Now, I mean, I, am not, I'm not blaming Brian cause it did. I was upset when he picked him and I thought, Oh, that's going to be my guy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like, I mean, that was a huge, huge pickup um, in the seventh round. That was great value. So one of the podcasts I listened to mentioned uh, when they were analyzing last week's results that, uh, Chase had seven more receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards last week. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was it was a crazy crazy number, and it, like he outperformed any rookie wide receiver in the like I think ever, and probably like I think his stuff's gonna stick around for at least ten years. So not to heap too much praise on Ross because we've already done that, but he he deserves it again. Eighth round. Debo Samuel, like, wow. 
Wow. Eighth yeah. round pick. That's there, crazy. There were a lot of people that were, uh, if I'm remembering draft season correctly, uh, there were a lot of people that were all over uh, Brandon Ayuk coming back and stealing away those targets. And that just did not happen. And Kittle, Kittle this season didn't really perform that well either. And Debo was the the guy who came to all of that. Um, and then them having so much running back woes and Debo stepping up and being that running back option for them. Uh, it's, it was amazing. Um, and yeah, that's, that was a great pickup. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was absolutely crazy. Uh, um, Jonathan Taylor as the 18th pick off the board. Um, granted that's a higher pick than the ones we've been talking about, but I mean, this guy's RB one next year, right? Like also, uh, two part question. This guy's RB one next year, and what the hell is going to happen to Christian McCaffrey? I, I guess here's what I want. I would like Christian McCaffrey to just everyone's like, no way, I'm not taking a chance on him. And then wherever my pick happens to fall, I'd like him to follow me because you know what? I I will absolutely go down with that ship because again, if he's healthy, he's great. Um, and, and I realize the knocks against him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, he's, you, you can't take him with a high pick and that's, that's kind of where I'd look at if I'm Ken saying, I want to be, you know, third pick, fourth pick, because if I'm third or fourth pick, I'm either getting Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, maybe even go fifth, Alvin Kamara. You know, maybe they actually figure out how to keep a consistent offense there. I am uh, never touching Dalvin Cook again with a 10-foot pole. I, it was a miserable season all the way through. Granted, it wasn't always his fault, um, but there were a few times where it was, um, and never again. I didn't really want to do it, but I was like, I, everything says that I should take Dalvin Cook here. Um, but yeah, nope, not not happening ever again. No, but I mean, like, here's the thing, though. Like, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I appreciate that. But at the same time, even if you're Monday morning quarterbacking right now, who would you have picked there? Knowing what you know now. <clears throat> Not like, even – so I – my thought then was I could pick Jonathan Taylor, but that's such a stretch I'd look like a fucking idiot. Because I'm I'm a bit of a Colts homer. Uh, and so I was like – I like I really wanted to pick him and then just couldn't. Uh, I swear that that was what was going through my mind as I was debating whether I should take Dalvin Cook, who I don't want to take. Um, Aaron Jones wouldn't have been that bad of a pickup. Um, well, I guess actually at the end of the season he really tapered off. Um, yeah, because yeah, I also didn't like. I was pretty sure that Derrick Henry was going to like, I had convinced myself that Derrick Henry was going to get injured and, or like, just not be able to perform this season. Um, just cause of how they use him, I was scared of that utilization. Um, and so I talked myself out of it. Um, and I mean, realistically it would have fucked me over at the end of the season, but the beginning of the season would have been great. Yeah, no, I mean, like, and that's the thing, too, is that this, again, this is one of those weird years where you look at the top of the draft and <clears throat> there's a lot of guys that just grossly underperformed um, at the top of the draft and just didn't have the consistency um, in the in those first three rounds. There's a whole bunch of guys in there that did not play a lot of the season. Yeah. I mean, let's look through it. It's, it's pretty wild, actually. Um, 
guys going out for various reasons too. And like, it was, it was either COVID there were normal injuries. There were mental health things in there. I mean, like it was just, it was an absolutely wild season. Do you think Calvin Ridley will be back next season? I don't know. It's a really good question. I, I guess I actually thought that, cause I haven't, I haven't been in another league um, that I, I finished last place in. So that, that was fun. <laughs> Little yin and yang there. So dead last in one, one league and, and, uh, and first in another, but um, I, I, I had thought that he was going to be out for maybe a couple weeks, something like that, then come back. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I have no idea at this point. Yeah. It's, it's really weird. Like I, it, it's hard to say. I, I think maybe with a full year off, he might be able to come back and swing around. Um, but I, I, like, it's it's weird, and it I think it's good that someone in such a like high uh, stand like not standing might not be the right word, but someone who's so high up high in level. in sports, yeah, yeah ha- has that platform to say, well, I'm stepping away for my mental health. Um, it was great when it happened, and then now everyone's stop talking about it. Um, but, um, I assume as we get closer to the next fantasy draft season and everyone starts talking about, uh, who to pick up where Calvin Ridley will get brought up again, uh, and make it back into the news. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean like, and just, and I agree with you too. It, it is good that those types of things are being talked about more and, and being addressed more. And, um, you know, Pat had him on his team and we had a lot of conversations about it and he was obviously, the the human side of him was very excited that like or not excited but like very kind of proud that this guy was doing this that he was bringing this type of awareness uh, but the fantasy football manager side of him was like <laughs> two weeks right that's all you need off two weeks and <laughs> you're good you can come back but yeah no so um so it is interesting that the draft um like looking back on it there's just there's there's the the first three rounds look really really um sketchy to be honest like it just there weren't a lot of guys that carried the teams um that were picked up in the first three rounds this year which is not typical it's usually i mean i know you win your leagues in the later rounds but um and then on the waiver wire but but typically you get some like stalwart guys in there that are the anchors of your team and that just wasn't the case this year yeah i'm looking at mine uh and i think I only had Dalvin Cook, who I could sort of rely on. And then the next one was A.J. Dillon when he started coming back in to replace Aaron Jones more often. Um, Which, uh, that was, yeah. Having my first and seventh round pick be the the anchors for my team. Great. Uh, But um, I can sit here and complain about my team all night. Um, What else we got? Um, I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I almost think that we, uh, we kind of just look to the, the year ahead, uh, maybe give some advice to, um, to the podcast for next year and, uh, and also rank the three podcasts that, that we've had so far, uh, oh. because now we have a full season in the books. So uh, I, I love this idea. Um, so, I mean, Coming up ahead, you already did your predictions. Uh, so I guess my predictions for the top two, um, it's pretty clear um, that I 
have always been deserving of the championship. And uh, my defensive strategy at times has underperformed. Uh, so this season I'm bringing in a new defensive coordinator and a new offensive coordinator for my draft. Um, and I'm going to be, I'm going to figure out some things, make sure that I draft all the players before Ross that I want, rather than texting him angrily as he texts, as he picks up the players that I want. So, uh, that will put me squarely in the championship, uh, with the most points for throughout the season, um, without question. Um, my opponent, um, that is also fairly easy because I think you are going to be going for a back-to-back -back sort of situation. You've got I the analysis it. under your belt, and it will be the first time that we have a podcast off um, for the the winner being one of the two original podcasters. Um, so that's where I think things are going to go. Um, I don't know if you remember who you picked last night or if you want to go or if you want me to just go on to who I think is going to finish last. I think last night I picked, uh, if I recall, one of the Yardleys to be in there. Yep. I think I hedged my bet there. And then, I don't know, who did I pick for the second one? Did I did pick you... Ross again? I, I said, yeah, I said yeah. a repeat, I said a repeat uh, championship. Yeah, yeah. So so I think I, I went with Ross. Um, and I think he'll be back with a vengeance this year. So uh, I, I definitely see that happening. <laughs> yeah. I think that there might be some more time spent on uh, analyses and, uh, and uh, there, there will be spreadsheets that he creates. So I, I'm interested to see how 10 times Terrio goes about the uh, gifts that he sends to all the, all the league owners this season. Uh, speaking of gifts too, by the way, and I mentioned it last night, the, 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 the gift that I sent Ross, um, and so I, I happened to be sitting at work today and thinking about the gift that I sent Ross. And, um, and I said, you know, I kind of like to have something to commemorate that in my home. So I may or may not have purchased the exact same gift and it will be <laughs> here on Sunday to be able to put up on my mantle at home. Love it. Um, all right, so bottom two teams. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what a lot of people have picked, uh, partially because I really want to see it, uh, and partially because I think it could happen. Uh, and it, it's definitely karma. And that's Brian Adams is gonna be one of the podcasters next year. Um, I, I think everyone's on board with this sort of thing. Uh, and if he wants to tank his team into being a podcaster just to prove all of us right i'm okay with that as well like if that's how he goes about the season is just tanking his team to do a podcast i can get behind that um beyond that uh i think that it's time for ken letary to redo his podcast because he was so against me all season long and maybe this is purely out of spite Absolutely, this is purely out of spite. Say, he's yeah. going, he's going all the way down. Uh, and if Brian Adams doesn't make it in, it will also be Chuck because Chuck was also against me all season long and all last season. So there's going to be a three-person podcast next year with Ken Letary, Chuck, and Brian Adams. Unclear uh, if that's possible, but but we'll see. Oh, it'll happen. Um, yeah. Do you remember who your bottom two were? Uh, I mean, I had I had uh, Brian, 
Oh, and then I, I said Malcolm. I, I apologize to him too. I felt bad about it. Like it was, it hurt to say it, Malcolm, but, uh, but I, I have to stand by it. It's been, it's been kind of a, a slow slide for Malcolm these past couple of years. So, yeah. and I think he would have been there this year too, had it not been for Jonathan Taylor. Like it was like, there was literally one redeeming pick that he did. And that was, that was it. That was the one. Yep. All right. So then I guess it's time to rank the podcasts. Uh, do we start at the top or do we start at the bottom? I mean, we, we, we probably can just start at the top. We both, I think, agree. The Losers Corner was the best podcast. I mean, it was innovative. It set the standard. Uh, there was actual production value. Um, I think, I think the biggest flaw with the Losers Corner was that it set the standard too high and none of the other podcasts have been able to even come close to that sort of stature. Absolutely. No, 100% agree with you on that. I mean, like we, we, we definitely, I, I will say too, it's, it's funny. Um, when I go, when I've gone on the other podcasts, um, I have noticed that my, my preparation was not nearly what it was for hours. Like <laughs> I remember spending incredible amounts of time. I joked always that I just showed up and did my piece, but like I spent the entire day before we, we uh, recorded like, reading up on everything, figuring out everyone else's games, figuring out stats, remembering what players' first names were to the other two podcasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so so I, I, I always feel a little guilty when I jump on the other podcasts, and it's like, man, the only people I know are my team, so. Yep. Uh, no, I feel the same way. I did – I would do a little bit of prep, but I knew that I also had – other responsibilities after the podcast was recorded to take care of. Um, so uh, that was why I played my host card and just sort of like passed it off to you whenever I was trying to figure out what to say, um, which has continued on into this podcast where you've already done one on these same games and this same league this year. Uh, and I was just sort of hopping on to do whatever. Um, so then uh, do you have a, do you have a pick for second place? This is a tough one um, because I think both brought different elements. Um, I think Pat and Chuck really had some pretty solid like stats and analysis. Um, and so I, I appreciate that. The, the thing that I appreciated about Ken and Josh's this year um, was they brought in some really neat segments that I thought were pretty cool, pretty fun to listen to on um, and I liked Ken leaning into his nerddom and just like absolutely taking it over with the dice roll and stuff like that. And then just getting really foolish with it as the year progressed. Um, so I, I really, and then also the, uh, the sponsor too, I think having, having a sponsor was very, very cool. Um, so I, I think just by a slight edge, um, I would have to go with Ken and Josh for the second place. Um, I, I, I did like uh, um, Chuck's bedroom voice that we got every now and again during his drops um, and uh, and getting to hear the chaos at Pat's house and the Grinch every now and again walking by um, that we couldn't see because it was podcast form. But uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think Ken and Josh did a great job uh, on on a limited budget. 
That's one way to put it. I sort of thought of their show as like a radio show instead of as a podcast, like while I was listening to it. And that sort of, that made it be like, oh, okay, no, no, this totally makes sense. Like this is, this is how a radio show is done. Um, there's no production quality and, uh, they sort of just do things willy nilly on the fly. Um, so while you were talking, uh, you saw that I left my desk, um, but the listeners did not. I went because I also own some dice. So um, I just want to, since I picked three people to end there at at the bottom and do the podcast next year, I decided I'd roll to actually see who was going to do it to to you know so that it so that it's legit, right? That makes sense. Um, so let me just do that. I'm I'm sort of cutting out of what I was planning on our you know half planned shit. Um, but let me just, uh, do a little roll. So, uh, let's see. First I said Brian Adams was going to be doing the podcast. Uh, let's see. All right. Brian rolled an 18. So he is, uh, that, I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm not doing these fake modifiers like some people do and actually leaving things to chance. So, um, I, I guess I shouldn't accuse anyone of anything. Um, but, uh, you know what you did. Um, so next up was, who else did I say was going to be doing a podcast next year? Oh, Chuck. Uh, let's see if Chuck's going to soothe us with his dulcet tones once again. Uh, Chuck rolls a 19. All right. So, uh, it's, it seems very unlikely that Brian and Chuck, or that Chuck will be doing the podcast. So last up, Kendall Terry, can he roll a 19 or a 20, get himself out of that hole. Oh shit, a negative 15. I don't even know how that's possible. But uh, yet again, the dice, uh, they don't lie. So uh, Brian and Ken, looks like it's you. Fuck you, Ken, uh, and your bullshit <laughs> dice. Um, that said, going into what we were actually planning to talk about. Um, see, I, I agree with your points, um, and it's it's really hard for me because I was very annoyed by the advertisements. Um, that's not something I want in my home fantasy football league podcast. Um, I hope that fifty cents was well worth uh, me skipping over those and being annoyed the entire time. Um, and at the same time, I as the person who put in all the time for the production uh, of our podcast. I was also annoyed by the lack of production quality for the other podcast. Um, so I am actually going to have to go with a tie for last place. Wow. Um, yeah. Both of them tie for third. Um, they don't deserve to tie for second. They are tying for third in my book. Um, so so, the, so the, the promise of next year's podcast has already gotten second place. Yeah, I, I mean, as long as they don't do as badly as the podcasts that came before them uh, and after us, uh, yeah, they can easily squeeze into second place. Second, second place <laughs> is officially TBD. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's a it's a tie for third, um, tie for last. Um, basically, like all the rest of us have uh, against you this season, because you came in first, and that's all that matters. I like it. I like it. Um, and then, oh, advice for next year's podcast. So I, I would say uh, make sure you have someone who does their homework, knows the players' names. So that would be helpful. Um, and also, don't just look at the points. 
maybe actually watch a game or two and know why someone did something and maybe what, you know, call got, you know, some, you know, pass interference call or something like that really screwed you over. And that way you can have some interesting points to be able to add to these games to be able to provide some depth and uh, drama. And realistically, you don't even have to watch the games. If you watch other people's analysis of the games, like Good Morning Football, Around the NFL, um, there's all sorts of TV shows, podcasts, radio shows that you could listen to that talk about these games for hours on end and talk about them for only an hour that's repeated for hours on end that you can just go in and get the spicy nuggets uh, and see what's going on. Um it's uh it's definitely helpful and if you listen if you find some fantasy football podcast or something to listen to you can steal some of their stuff not give them any credit because you don't want to give anyone else in the league your uh where you're getting your background information from uh and then maybe get texts from people about oh i know which one you watch it's matthew barry by the way that's what you should listen to listen to matthew barry just copy what the 06010 uh uh does because they give great fantasy analysis and i enjoy it and you can go ahead and listen to it um although i'll be honest with you towards the end of the season i kind of stopped listening to it because i was listening to my dungeons and dragons podcast so what dungeons and dragons podcast do you listen to critical role oh that's fine um uh, i'm not going to give any way give away any of my sources um so but i mean i ended in 10th place and you ended in first so Shows how good go. my sources are. Um, what else? Uh, try to... Yeah. Um, not everyone is great with computers and has done audio recording stuff. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Anchor makes it pretty simple. Chuck figured it out, so... Uh, <laughs> 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 that was mean. I'm sorry, Chuck. You didn't deserve that. Um, but... Yeah, uh, do a, like do a little bit to try to add something to it. Like, uh, it was really annoying to me not having like a like little bit of intro music to get in, which is weird considering I was complaining about the uh, the ads last year, uh, or the yeah, well last year, not this season, the season prior. Um, but uh, yeah, just doing a little bit to clean it up. Uh, if there's something that you want to cut out of it, it write down what time it happened and then just cut it out of the podcast. Um, granted, I forgot to take notes this entire time cause I'm out of practice. So I'm going to have to listen back if I want to change anything, which I probably won't. Um, but yeah. Um, if, if you just add an intro music track to it, I will be contented that you did a little bit of production value and that, uh, barring anything egregious will solidify you as the second place podcast. So there you have it. You know how to move up the rankings of the podcast that, well, of our rankings of podcasts that none of you care about. So, yeah. Do you think I'm anyone not... actually listened all the way all this way through, or is this just for oh, me? That, that was gonna be my next question. <laughs> people have listened to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I think Ross might. Ross generally yeah. does. Actually, Ross might in like three months. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't care if anyone did. Because we did this, and we do this for us. Yep. It is so much fun. 
uh, as terrifying as the co- as the idea of doing this podcast all over again was, it was mostly because it was going to be with someone else, and it wasn't going to be with my co-host. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what I would have been able. I don't know what I would have done. Uh, it would have been terrible. But I didn't have to do it, so that's that's what matters in the end. Um, do you have anything else, Shane? No, that's uh, that's all I got. All right. Well then, for Shane Yardley. Uh, I am Ray Goulet. This was Loser's Corner Season 3, the only episode of it. Uh, we will maybe talk to you some other time. Congratulations, Thanks, buddy.